This one's for you, Boston. Boston's a different city than it was 20 years ago. The hope rises again, and the dream lives on. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. The world will return to this great American city to run harder than ever and to cheer even louder. This is our city. It's our city. It's our podcast. It's our show. It's our kind of... I was going to say, you just say it's our kind of time of year. It's our favorite thing to do in the... I don't know. It's kind of a nondescript time of year. Um, welcome to the Boston Podcast. I'm David Yaz, your host. As usual, we are broadcasting from the palatial offices of Hirsch Roberts, the best darn boutique employment law firm in the city and perhaps the universe. And I'm here with my buddy, Max Perlman, who's a partner at this particular outfit. Max, how you doing? Thrilled to be here. But let's bring in our guest, who's Monica Singh. And uh, wait a Hello. minute, hold on, hold on. You can't hear it, Monica, because you don't have headphones on, but the crowd is, app- they're applauding oh. uproariously. So Monica, M- Monica, you didn't give her the sarcastic applause like you always give me? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, the golf clap. Yeah. Oh. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Monica and I have known each other a long time since she was in law school, which was, it must have been a short while ago, because look at you, you couldn't be, thank you. you couldn't be more than like 20 five years old um but Monica, 10 years ago now ten, i just celebrated been, my 10th anniversary oh well, congratulations May. thank you yeah um but now, we've known each other for 15 i think now i think you can get into r-rated movies yeah i think I, yeah i mean <laughs> you, know. you might have to sneak we've known each other for longer because we knew yeah so yeah. monica is that we we called her in here as we do we like to bring in interesting people in the city and people that have had interesting career paths and monica certainly fits the bill having worked at big firms small firms dental school dropout. I mean, yeah. we could talk about all these things. Yes. And and now she is um, a counsel at the corporation known as Sanofi. See, I'm such a, a, a out-of-the-loop person. I didn't know Sanofi was, it had acquired Genzyme. I would have just said Genzyme, but whatever. That's so right. it's a it's a tech firm? It's a biotech firm. Biotech yeah, firm. biotech company. Um, yeah. So Sanofi acquired Genzyme in 2011. Okay. And I work out of the Genzyme building in Kendall Square. Genzyme, everybody knows mm-hmm. Genzyme because it's a big glass building in Kendall. Oh, right. Very cool and fancy. Yeah. Um, and so I am the assistant general counsel for the diabetes franchise working out of Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And then I also uh, serve the biosurgery franchise, which is our diabetes, uh, rather our, um, our device franchise. So it's only devices. So it's kind of like I'm split between pharma and devices, which is okay. unique. Guests usually do table. bring. Guests yeah, usually and she bring hit in. the table. We forgive you. That's your one hit of the table. I'm sorry. Max, please continue. Guests usually bring in free samples for us. Yeah, oh, yeah. You not, um, it's a cool company because you know, much like other stuff that's that's going on in biopharma in Boston, you're sort of at the hub of where new stuff is coming out and helping people and that's that's a really neat place to be we don't really crank out products that are traditional everyday over-the-counter type of stuff um, we do have some of that stuff but what's happening in Cambridge which is what makes my job really cool is that we're kind of on the forefront of, of new stuff where is where is Sanofi where does that look? Is it a French? So, Sanofi is a Parisian company. I think you're actually supposed to say it's Sanofi or Sanofi. I don't yeah. know. Sanofi. Um, Santa Fe. I say Sanofi. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a, it's, a, it's a Parisian company that whose U.S. headquarters is in uh, Bridgewater, New Jersey. Okay. And Cambridge uh, became a hub when we acquired Genzyme. 
All right, Monica. Yeah. You, your story has grown tiresome. I know. Um, yeah, no. I, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm falling asleep over here. No, no, that's okay. You, you're a lawyer who does something that's, um, I would think, far more engaging than. So you used to work at Ropes and Gray, not to trash Ropes and Gray, but Ropes and Gray yeah. is, is the is I think still the largest. Law, no, Bingham's the largest. One of the largest law firms. Is it? Bingham's, Bingham's no longer. Right. Say, oh Bingham, no, not Bingham. Bingham's 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 uh, what do you call it? You're uh, the Hale and Door. Or oh, I don't even know. It's not even no, Hale and Door anymore. Wilmer Um The other one. Goodwin. 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 That's what I mean. Sorry. Uh, Look at how they all roll off the tongue. Yeah. I know. And, Terrible. Uh, yeah, but, and you, but you've actually been inside the halls of doom at, at yeah. Robeson Gray. <laughs> and um, so, um, you know, I mean, my I've never worked at a firm that big. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I don't want you to say that you, you know, were dying to escape. But, yeah. you know, you're a, I've always known you as a dynamic person. And I was Thank afraid you. that, you know, those big law firms, are they can be tough places to work, right? Yeah. They can, and um, you know, I, I don't really uh, mince words to say that for my personality, it certainly didn't feel um, consistent. However, it was you know the best training of my legal career, mm-hmm. um, and certainly opportunities that I had to meet specific clients and work on specific matters, um, doing all kinds of work. I, I don't know that I would have been uh, set up to be the lawyer that I am today if I hadn't worked there. So it was right. very positive, but however. However, um, give us a. St- there must be some story yeah. about how you had to be there until one thirty a.m. or something. So my the hardest thing for me, and I tell this story a lot when I speak to students. You know, you spend a tremendous amount of time with people on transactions. I was in the corporate department um, mm-hmm. with a focus on antitrust at some point, and um, you work with people arm and arm for hours on end, late hours certainly, um, early hours, whatever whatever it entails, and. There are often times where you then are in an elevator, a crowded elevator, with those same people, and there's no real interaction, and there's no <laughs> oh, real. I mean, it's almost like you don't know the people, uh, and um, that's it's, it's so like you're holding your breath, kind of. I don't know. Um, How did you survive? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, right. Cause you're I, like the opposite of that person, unfortunately. You know what? I, I, I so I had an interview through a connection when I right when I got out of law school, I got an interview at, I think it was. Um, uh, um, now, now I've got myself done. I'm mixing up Bingham and Goodwin. What's the one that's still around? Goodwin. I think it was a Goodwin. Yeah. And so this lawyer was nice enough to have me in. I don't know if I ever really had a shot at the job, but he did set me up with interviews with, with like three different lawyers, like an associate or maybe a junior partner or something. And each one looked more tired than the next. As I mean, yeah. like each one had their sleeves rolled up a little more, their tie loosened a little more. They looked like they hadn't sleeping days. And they're like, oh, how you doing? And, right. Uh, they're staring at my resume like they can barely like make it out because they're rubbing their eyes so bleary. And it's just, um, but I mean, I know some people that work there, you know, they say they that. They love it. Uh, yeah, and they say this is what I signed up for. You know? Totally. Yeah. I, I think um, it's an amazing opportunity and a great foundation for people. And some people really just want to run it out and be there, and they like the environment. Uh, and then for other people like me, it, I, I knew when I got there that it wouldn't be my forever, mm-hmm. um, but that it was an important step. So, you know, yeah, and I and I even just like physically, I feel like people when they see me now, it's like they're sort of like, oh, you look so different. And I don't really look that different. I just I wasn't myself. You right. know, I mean, you just yeah. all around, you just don't feel like yourself. And for me, um, that is a consistent goal of mine to always be in a place where I feel like my personal life and my professional life are really the same. You know, they're yeah. melded, and it feels like natural, like I'm going with the current. So that's yeah. always like the people know. at work might not be your friends, but you want to talk. You don't want to talk to your friends a completely different way than you talk to the people at work, right? No, wanna, no. Yeah. And I believe that it's, on some level, you should be able to be yourself, and the substance should speak for itself, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, maybe I'm saying that now having, um, I think, a significant career underneath my belt. But I I feel like, you know, your work should always speak for itself, and then you can just rock it. That time you got the sarcastic applause. So, just in a a nutshell, tell me, is it, uh, describe for me the dynamic of your work now as compared to, like, the real traditional uh, practice of law, like, as a litigator or something like that. Right. Being in-house at a a company, describe that thing, like, do you have some, do you feel like you have some, uh, say, in the direction of the company and the business end of things, that that, does that make it more interesting or, or what? Well, so, I mean, I'm in Kendall Square. Um, right. As opposed to being in the financial district, right? And Max, and so, may I have a little more water, please? Yes, uh, water. <laughs> it's a little dirty. This water. Just to wet your whistle. Yes. What yes. time is it? What it's, time is it, boys? It's Friday. Af- it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> I always feel bad for the listeners. Are are dozens and dozens of listeners? Uh, I feel bad for them that they're not joining us here because they might be listening on a Monday morning. It's Friday afternoon here. We swear. So yes, we just taken the edge off a little. So right. Where was I? Kendall Square is very dynamic. I mean, you know, I'm around hipsters. All the hipsters, um, yeah. Which I really like, actually. And um, just the space in Genzyme, it's it's um, a sustainable building that's... We have tours that people come through to look at the green space and... Because um, it's a funky building. It's, it's, it's a glass fun- yeah. building and... Okay. The yes. cafeteria is all artisanal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> Um, Are there any foosball tables? No, you know what? It's not. It's like not like the startup environment per right. se, but it's uh, it's it just feels very different than than ropes. But ropes is beautiful in its own way. It had like sort of this dark wood and it whatever. Anyways, um, so in terms of I also had this dark feeling everywhere in every hall. Okay. Dark feeling that you were never going to escape. <laughs> Let the record show that Dave isn't a fan of large law firms. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I've, I've never worked there. You it's all your fault that I was is... there in the first place. I, I don't know. Sorry, you guys missed this psycho violence. Um, oh. So, uh, okay, so finish the thought. Right. So, what, so that you're saying it is a bit more vibrant. Yes, it's certainly, certainly the environment in which I work is more vibrant. And then, um, so, you know, by virtue of, of my particular role, I... I am supporting uh, the diabetes franchise, which is uh, the largest business unit across, uh, you know, Santa Fe. So, um, I think the lawyers do play an integral, important role in decision making. Uh, as a lawyer for um, them, I always want the business to be making their own decisions and for them to be taking my counsel and, and you know, considering it. But I don't want to make business decisions for them. Um, but it's different. Like at a law firm, you're among, I think I was one of 500 lawyers at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm one among 30 that sit in an office in Cambridge. And then at best, um, when we have our retreats worldwide every year, there's still only, you know, like a thousand of us. Um, a thousand? What is it? A thousand in-house lawyers? But company? that's like worldwide. Like across. That's still. That's, that's like Paris. a huge law firm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hello, everybody. This is Jimmy Tingle, and you are listening to the Boston Podcast. That was perfect. And we're back. I see. I gotta find that drop, Max. Um, I don't, does anybody remember the SNL sketch of Jimmy Fallon as the um, annoying DJ? You know, and he would go. We're back, and now let's go to the man in the box. Oh, the man in the box, the man in the box, oh, no, man in the box. No? No. Don't remember it? No, sorry. You're terrible. I do love your radio voice. Like, I want to practice one. Radio voice and a radio voice. Go ahead. In three, two, one. 
And hello! <laughs> We're back! Wait, we can, that we just can sounds have... breathy and weird. <laughs> no, let's never do the promo now. And, and, right. on, on, oh, in God. live podcast, we, we, we uh, duplicate the content. Uh, so mm-hmm. we want you to do a promo. Oh, you get, all, listeners, you're getting a peek behind the veil of how we produce this show. Maybe I should have um, a second glass so, of wine. So, okay. I don't know. No, no, you can do it. All you have to do is okay. say, and this way, unvarnished, the listeners will get to hear whether you hit it on the first take or not. Okay. All you have to say is, uh, this is Monica Singh from, name of your company, I don't know how to pronounce it. You Santa Fe, Gen Santa Fe, <laughs> the, the Santa Fe Rough Riders or whatever. Um, and you're listening oh, to the... Isotopes. Bo- yeah, yeah, Isotopes, right. Springfield you know, tri- quick, quick tribute to Jack Sullivan, yeah. Jack Attack from Jack. Santa Fe, oh, Mexico. T- all right. I don't know what we're cheersing to, but it's fine. No. Great. That clinking was probably very close to the microphone. Max, I, I mean, listen, I love you, but you, when, when you bring up a personal joke on a podcast, when, <laughs> there are literally two people on the planet that know what you're talking about. That's you and me. That's and, and like 70% of our, of our listenership. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so good point. Good point. Guys. Max is alluding to a, a, an unusual character that we met once named Sully. Uh, actually, nobody calls him Sully. They should call him Sully. All right, let's skip okay. over. Okay. So, you don't want to do the promo? Whatever, All right. We can. Sorry, All listeners. Right. Oh, yeah. You ready? What am I saying? I, my name, where I'm from, and then... Right. You're listening to the Boston Podcast. <laughs> which, okay. which you would think would be so easy. So, right. But it's, sometimes it's hard. So, okay. okay. Get, get a little closer to the oh, mic. Oh, yeah. Okay, sir. All right. I'm going to give you a drum roll, if I can find it. No, that's a rim shot. That's not a drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? Do we have a drum roll? Come on. Billy in the booth. <laughs> we no, don't have a drum roll. He's got a counter down. I found Five, it. No, I found four. the drum roll. Wait, hold on. Here we go. All right. Hey, this is Monica Singh from Sanfi Genzyme, and you are listening to the Boston Podcast. Nailed it. Absolutely. First time. Outstanding. Nailed it. Thank you. Okay. All right, so um, y- y- listeners, you missed a lot during the break, um, and I don't even know where to begin. But, so, so Monica is a Renaissance woman, and she has um, just some interests that you've dabbled in the media. Uh-huh. So I remember um, when you, you did an internship and you worked with Susan Warnick. I on, did. Uh, I believe that's WCVB TV5. That's right. I think it still is. And, um, Third year of law school. So, but you're, but, but, like, you have uh, these these awesome interpersonal skills. So I thought you would Thank be you. natural for the media. But this pesky thing of going to law school and having bills to pay and everything. And so a lot of us are, are you know, a lot of people have frustrations like that. Have you given up that dream? Um, no. You know what? I think it. I think it. It's woven throughout even what I do now. Um, and I thought for a while, you know, it's funny. So I, I actually went to dental school before I went to law school. Mm-hmm. And when I was applying to dental school, my parents kept steering me in the direction of journalism, like straight up journalism. Like, why don't you just go to four years of, four years of college and, and become a journalist? And, uh, but I'm 100% Indian, and that's not really one of the five really approved uh, um, <laughs> professions. Math- that- <laughs> Excuse me, mathematician. Right? Um, I don't know, doctor, lawyer. Let doctor, her say it, and we'll get in less right. trouble. Okay. I, I, don't even, I don't even know what the five approved she are. She started it. But journalist is not one of them. Journalist is not one of them, but I had really cool parents. And so I, wait a minute. So, so in India, who are the journalists? Uh, yeah, I don't For, know. They, well, no, they're they, not. It's not one. Do of they it. import them from other countries <laughs> since it's not approved? So, I don't think journalism is, journalism is an approved um, profession. If you go to but, if you go to India, if if I had an employer, I'd get fired for saying this. If you go to India and oh go God. into a Seven Eleven, it's some American. Oh dude. no 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 no! Oh my no. God! All right, now we're now <laughs> no. we're entering to into oh, come on, rough, isn't that funny? Rough territory. No, we don't. So do so I. The Simpsons got to get away with it for so long. So I went to. Um, 
dental school. I did not follow my parents' advice. But I had really cool parents that were just sort of like, they knew that I was, you know, not cut from the same cloth as my brother, who is a surgeon. And, right. Um, yeah, when, I mean, they, I, I hear, you know, the, the, the work at um, dental school, it's tedious. It's like, it's it like, it's like, <laughs> pulling, it's like pulling. It's pulling, it's pulling teeth. Right. I, but, you don't think I was setting up for that reason, <laughs> damn it? So I, By the way, this totally blew. The rim shot just was inserted into all the wrong places. Um, there has to be another one. So I got into an accelerated program right after high school, which means that I chose really? to be... Holy molars. Yes. Okay, oh done. God. I swear. Oh, my God. So I chose to uh, go to dental school at a time. I was 17 years old. That's like bananas. Crazy. So, um, but my so you're how do how do you choose that? No, you're 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 an undergrad at seventeen or barely. Um, yeah, not even. I mean, I I chose before I. In other words, you had already decided you you were on your way to dental school. Yes. So so the six year accelerated program that I got into gave me entrance into undergrad and to dental school all at the same time, and the 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 story really is that at that point in time, my parents had sort of encouraged me to think about journalism because they knew that I had these skills of writing and speaking and were sort of like scratching their head. When I said, hey, I'm going to go to this dental program, they're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't understand. But um, I just, you know, there was a definite distinction between what I should do and what I thought was really in my gut. And I hadn't re- yet started to meditate and start to hone what mm-hmm. was really in my gut. And so I just decided to go to dental school. And it was a total disaster, not for me. And um, when I was in law school, you and I had been chatting. And mm-hmm. um, third year offers you a real unique opportunity to sort of um, real, really focus on what you're interested in and for me that was always corporate law so I took a lot of uh, distinct classes associated with corporate law um, banking and finance all those wonderful courses so you so you I'm sorry to, I'm, I'm skipping ahead in the story yeah I'm like taking the remote control Skip it. Do the, it. You know. yeah when you do you're that do you go do you go up no you're not you know it's cool but um, do you go up to five on the arrows to the right yes. or do you go, is five your favorite what yeah. if it's no yeah, I don't come back down to two kids yell at me if I go past their the beginning of their show so, so you know you mean you mean if the beginning of their show displays prematurely but then you can go back you can but the, I, I'm still getting yelled at, at that point what do you have any remote control tips this is important <laughs> I don't know I don't know where we are right now are you are you saying we're I, talking I mean, about I'm, fast forwarding actually like, I admonished my kids the other day yeah because they said go back I'm like kids we've watched hundreds of hours of TV together do yeah. you think I'm not going to go back Right. Is this going to be the time that I? Don't? You're no rookie when it comes to the remote. You've been you've been on the remote control since you were a teen, right? So, uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Someone who works for uh, oh my goodness, it's the uh, she used to work for Directv, uh-huh. and um, I was asking her about TiVo, okay? Because TiVo had a partnership with Directv for a long time. Did you guys ever have TiVo? No. Okay, mm-hmm. so TiVo was the first DVR, right? Really. Okay. But I have to tell you, it was ahead of its time. It was so user friendly. And now the DVRs, everybody has a DVR horror story. Like, don't you have a DVR horror story? Like, you no. tried to tape, it didn't go long. Xfinity. Like, Xfinity Comcast don't is amazing. Don't love it. Don't love it. Really? Yeah. It's, I feel like it's just, what, what, what else is there They have a souped up one now. Besides, Do you have the new one? That's a souped up one. I, I've you had have it. that. I've okay. had it. You can talk into the remote and say, you oh, know wait that? A no. There's, no, but you know what? There's <laughs> one where you can talk know. into the I'm, remote I'm, and you can say, like, 
you know, um, whatever, Kung Fu Panda, and then it pops up and, you right. know, buy Kung Fu Panda for two ninety nine. But on my remote... Where my, are we? I'm still My lost. favorite... <laughs> the, we're talking about remote controls. It's, a very, it's extremely we important. We haven't gone down a rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. But that's... Celebrate it, Monica. I you, like it. You, don't pretend you don't watch TV. I know you watch TV. Oh, my God. Things. I totally do. Okay. Are we talking about our favorite shows now? We, Actually, let's do that. We, 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 it's better than where this is going anyway. Now I've lost control. Can I just say one more thing? Like yes, then we will. We are in control. Okay. That's right. Wow. Do you like Mad Men? I, could, I, I love Mad Men. It's over now, though. Yeah, but we haven't still haven't talked enough about it. I miss it. Yeah, I, I miss do it too. So did much. we actually talk about the final episode? I'm not so sure we did. Not, not on the show, but we. I, I liked yeah. the spirituality me, of it. That I, part was amazing. You liked the what? I liked the spirituality. Like that's like that's like where the the place in which I live. So I feel like. Yeah, but don't but don't you think Don's dabbling in spirituality was superficial, and he just used it to turn around to make a Coke commercial? She's thinking about it. Tough to say. I mean, mm-hmm. so the spiritual part of me would say that, you know, had he not, but for, now we're going into law again, you know, <laughs> but, but for his spiritual experience, he would not have Just made the Just lost all the non-lawyers. I know. Everybody's That's like, okay. what's going um, on? So, um, uh, <laughs> I, I liked the final episode. I thought it was good. Like, it was I one of those, it was like The Sopranos. It was one of those where at the time it, it ended, I was kind of like, eh, is that yeah. it? Then I thought about it, and I'm like, actually, that was a good way to end it. So, um... So right, so I so are we now? Do we have to backtrack back to where we were previously? Do you we're making to... we're making this up. But actually, you know what? You know where we were. Um, so we were talking about. I brought up the fact that you were dabbling in media, Morning. but yeah. but but you also um, you love sports. Yes. And you've you've you know someday you may want to incorporate that into your professional life. <laughs> we're casually pouring another drink. Can I tell you? If I had, if I had a extremely loud like sound effect of ice going into a glass, it couldn't be any. Like, I'm saving that. Like that sounds fake. Like that. So you know what? Okay. It is fake. It's just a sound effect. It's not Max pouring a drink for a guest. Um, so that, okay, you got it. Right. So I love sports, and right. I yeah, and someday you know who knows what happens, but so I. And this goes back to spirituality and how everything sort of happens for a reason. So I was working pre- prior to my uh, current role. I was working at an amazing company on the South Shore named mm-hmm. uh, EMD Sereno. Right. Uh, Can I let me interrupt you for the ninetieth time? Yeah. But this will actually frame things because you've been making these little passing references to spirituality and you haven't explained. Yeah. And so you you you're into meditation and totally. Reiki and stuff. Okay. I legitimately want to know this, but yeah. you have you have to tell me. I I don't have time for the whole thing and oh read a book or whatever. He spent some time no. with me before. <laughs> no, but I keep hearing really good things about meditation, and I'm I'm not cynical, but I'm just like. I, I don't necessarily get why like sitting in a certain position for 20 minutes a day or whatever it is yeah. so 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 persuade me sell me yeah, you can get that you on only have 90 home. seconds whoa this is yeah, my exactly. this is my or pitch in the bathroom um, I mean, meditation has completely transformed my life it came into my life because you know Life doesn't always go the way you think it is going to. And when something professionally is going well, your personal life probably isn't and vice versa and all that stuff. So several years ago when my personal life was not going so well, um, I found meditation, sort of stumbled upon it. I found it at a time of really desperation, sort of like stop the noise, like make it quiet Mm -hmm. inside of there. And everybody's had those moments. And so um, because of my culture, like there's been a lot of things like yoga and meditation that have been present the whole time, but I never really tapped into them. And then I did... And it's transformed my life so much so that um, certainly larger decisions become much easier to make and you get more clarity. But even simple things like prioritizing your time and who you want to hang out with and who's nurturing in your life to hang out with and who's not 
really become apparent to me. Um, after meditation. Okay. After meditation. But so, you're not, so, you so, so I'm not... You haven't seen her but for a while. But <laughs> as a non-meditation person... How do you person, do it, you didn't right? Answer, right, thank you. Yes. How do you do it? So um, I found it through something super commercial and random. Um, I think I was watching Xfinity Comcast. The Love Guru. <laughs> and, the Love Guru. That's and stumbled it. upon... Um, the Iron. No, no, no. no I was watching like Own TV, like something terrible. But... Um, no, own TV is not terrible, but so, so Oprah and, and Deepak Chopra have been doing this gig for a couple years. It was actually around the time that I found it when they started this 21 day meditation challenge. And good Lord, there is an app for it now. There wasn't, I don't think at the time, but essentially, um, if it's, Oprah gets a dime from this app, I am not <laughs> downloading it. I know, it. she's got chai now, which we have to talk about that. Like, like at Starbucks, there's chai latte. Chai, the word chai in Hindi means tea. So people are literally seeing t- saying tea tea, which makes no Monica, sense. Monica, I only have so much memory on the iPad. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. So okay, anyway. You sit so, down in the stupid kneeling position. Or no, you don't you need do? it. You don't need oh, it. So you do, do you whatever do? you want. Like you do. So I lay down. Right. You, can, you can sit. You can stand. You can stand on your head, whatever. But essentially, meditation is being in a certain um, place and allowing yourself to become um, consistent with freeing your mind of things. I use guided meditation a lot. It, it can be mantra meditation. Walking you through getting quiet, being that way consistently. They say it takes 21 days to create any sort of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and How long, when you started doing it, each little session? When 25 you laid, minutes. 25 minutes, now, once, a, once a day. Yes. And now you have, I, do you have to do it every day or else you... Gosh, I think you really have to. In order to form like a habit of it. I did it for six and a half months when the first maybe three, four months, I yelled at myself the whole time, like most type A people say, and say, you're not doing it right, this is like, I'm sucking, like, whatever, like, oh my god, I have to go to the grocery store, I don't want to go out this guy that I said I would go out tonight, like, all this other stuff goes on in your head, right? It's kind of ironic, I I I almost said ironical, it's kind of ironic that you would be screaming at yourself, um, you suck at meditation, because it's kind of, defeats the purpose of relaxing, right? That's exactly right. You suck at meditation, but so, okay. Then you get really good at it, then you quiet yourself. Then this amazing thing happens where it's an entire shift. I've been doing it for several years now, and literally, I do it when I, when, whenever I need to make a critical decision. But I need it just like I need exercise, just like I need water, just like I brush my teeth. Hmm. Um, I'm willing to try. Okay, so if I wanted to try, what would you recommend? So I would recommend downloading the uh, Deepak Chopra yeah. and and uh, 21 Day Meditation Challenge. They have free ones. Okay. Um, that come up every couple months now. It's like this well, thing. What exactly am I downloading? So you're downloading the app that basically will be gu- it'll be it'll be 21 days of guided meditation at 25 to 30 minutes a clip. Some fancy music. All right, I'm gonna do it. I swear. But do I just it. but but I just I just find this. I keep saying irony because the, <laughs> this this is this is corporation somewhere that's creating these apps and, and charging you for it for to become relaxed and spiritual. Yes. But that's okay. I can do that. I can do that. All right. So, so we only have a couple minutes left before we go to break. So, but we got away from the sports thing, and we talked about that as sort of a side interest of yours. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, um, my previous role when I was at Serono, we so EMD Serono is in a unique position where they were uh, the original Merck. And because of certain antitrust considerations, they had to use their name EMD as opposed to Merck in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to bridge the gap and figure out, you know, how do we in Boston get a get a greater impact? Um, everybody knows that the fabric that runs through Boston is sports, right? So we're sitting around at a table. Um, I represented the communications team. We decided to to start doing some some ads and promos with sports teams and and uh, you know sports figures and that kind of thing. 
and just much like everything else in life, you find yourself in a niche. And we were doing that consistently for a, a good solid clip of a year or so. Um, and I ended up drafting, negotiating um, all these contracts with with all the sports categories, with athletes, working with their agents. Really? Um, and it was crazy. And it just went on for a, a very consistent period of time. And Local athletes? All athletes? Um, all athletes. Yeah. Like, um, and their agents are... Are you allowed to mention some? No. Oh, but, so did, but, didn't Andy uh, Stroman what is it, have what is it rhyme on, on the uh, Green Monster? Yeah, well, yeah. so we didn't have it on the Green Monster, but we had we had st- we had stuff in at Fenway. Park, yeah, yeah, we had stuff at Fenway. We had stuff at the Patriots. We had stuff with um, WEI, ninety five right. Sports Hub. Um, I developed consistent relationships uh, with all of those people. Sports is you know not only just uh, running through the entire city is in terms of it being something that uh, unifies people, but it's also a very small industry especially in Boston. Sure. And so um, my mentor, Dave Yaz, taught me how to network really well. And um, and so I still had those relationships even after I left Serono and certainly while I was there. Um, and there's a distinct need for women to have a stronger voice in sports. Sure. And I had been a sports fan my entire life um, and specifically a Boston sports fan. So I now sit on the board of women in sports and events in Boston. Cool. Um, along with uh, another nonprofit female fan association, and both of those organizations are really um, focused on unifying women that are active, involved in sports, either professionally or just as an interest that they want to have later in life, mm-hmm. um, and to um, you know change sort of the dynamic of of the sports industry and and make sure that we have opportunities to do what we want to do professionally and personally. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is just a tortured way for you to meet Tom Brady one day, right? Oh, my God. Just admit it. <laughs> Come on. Boom. Shakalaka. Um, all right. Well, anyway, Mon, there's so much more we could get to. We yes. don't know. Time does not allow. But um, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Um, we'll have you back on the show. And um, this may be the end of the show or it might not. This is a cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. But, Mon, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. We're going to, uh, we'll come back in a moment. Please join us on the Boston Podcast and see all of our past episodes. Don't see them, listen to them. TheBostonPodcast.com. It is. TheBostonPodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again on the Boston Podcast. It is time for the game that we call Wicked Smart. And now, and now it's time, it's time for, for Wicked Smart. I'm smart! My boy's Wicked Smart. I'm smart! Wicked Smart. I'm smart! Well, this is uh, an all-star lineup of contestants we have here today. Um, or at least that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So on my left, on your radio dial, on your podcast dial... If you can picture this, we have, uh, well, my pal Max Perlman, who uh, listeners of the podcast know, of course, partner here at Hirsch Roberts. A very well-dressed Max Perlman. He's very well-dressed today. Yes, with the pockets, rocking the pocket square. I'm not on that train yet, by the way. i got to get, for you, you, your fans love you, and they love the pocket square. And uh, my friend Nora Yusuf, who's here, who is a uh, financial advisor at RBC. Also very well-dressed. Also very well-dressed. She did, seriously. RBC Wealth Management, right? Okay. What is RBC? Royal Royal Bank Bank of uh, of Cameroon? Close. I'll take it. Canada. We can go with it. The Royal Bank. I want to say it in a British accent, but it just makes no sense whatsoever. Just say it. So, all right. So we've got (laughs) Royal Bank of Canada, eh? Um, And to my right, 
we have another team of two. We have Monica Singh, who is in our in-house counsel at Sanofi, 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 yeah. Sanofi, um, <clears throat> that uh, wonderful biotech corporation, and um, my good friend. And also we have Willie Slate, who is the uh, chief marketing officer at Hirsch Roberts. That's not his actual title, but that's what I call him. Nice. And um, the sad news is that um, Willie has departed. He's going to depart us for a better opportunity in New York. Isn't that sad? Willie, we're going to miss you so much. I'm looking for the right sound effect here. You're going to miss him. He's dead to me. In two weeks, he is dead to me. So, um, <laughs> listen, the best of luck to you. What we've done here is we've assembled a uh, uh, really an amazing roster of, of questions that will test your ability in Boston's, uh, Boston pop culture, I guess you could say. Love we it. have four categories. It's easy. Okay. We have TV. We have music. We have movies. And we have... Sports. Sports. Yeah. Now, yeah. But the sports have sort of a pop culture flavor to them as well. Okay. Got it. So, okay. So, I think what we'll do is we'll allow uh, a team to pick. You'll get to guess. And if you get it right, brilliant. If not, the, uh, the other team should get to steal, right? Sure. Okay. I'm trying to keep track here. It's the, the scorekeeping sound effect right there. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna, um, Monica and Willie, you're to my right. You'll get yes. to pick first. Okay. So, it's four categories. TV, music, movies, or sports. Let's go with music, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Willie Ames, Ames please. Okay. okay. Music. Um, this Greater Boston native uh, career plummeted after a, an embarrassing performance in a music video for a song called Rock Me Tonight. And you're on the clock. Rock Me Tonight. Can you repeat the I question? I think he please? was from Sudbury originally. Um... And uh, in the in this particular video, he, uh, he no hey no smartphones. <laughs> okay, Nora, okay. cut it out. Can you, can you have you a guess? Repeat He's a solo. Oh, he he. Oh, so wait a minute. He, what, what, what's with those? So hits? it's definitely not. Um, it's not, really not. Okay, so it's not Steven Tyler. No. Yeah. Um, solo solo artist guitarist. You know this. I, you know this guy. I think he's more famous for a different song, but his career plummeted after the song "Rock Me Tonight." It's not any, you any money. He's no, not you don't local. know. He's not from Boston. Okay, sorry. Can Max, Nora, do you know? Do you know what? Oh, get it. Marky Mark? No. Not a, not the worst guess in the world. I mean, he's certainly local. Yes. Uh, wait, let me give you another. I think he's not local. I'll give you another hint. No, he is local. This guy is local. Everybody's local on this trip. Okay. Uh, he's better known <laughs> for local. he's better known for a song called The Stroke. I mean, Nobody knows. Are you people really from Boston? No, just all right. You're no, well, you spent time here, though. The answer is Billy Squire. You're terrible. You get zero. You get nothing. Okay, Max and Nora. Uh, we're all looking. Right. At, we're all looking at each other. Dumbfounded. Who is Billy Squire? Billy, you've never heard of Billy Squire. No, I'm sorry. Who is Billy Squire? You never heard the Stroke? Stroke me, stroke me. Eminem sampled it in a recent song. Oh all right. All right. It, We're going to have to move on. Next listen, question. Either protest or be quiet. I'm going to go with uh, movies for 400. Movies. I'm going to have to dial this back and make it easier. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. In the film, Goodwill Hunting, mm -hmm. the character portrayed by Robin Williams was a professor at what local college? Oh, come on. Uh, These are no, no, no. Okay, Bunker Hill Community College. Yes. Oh, good. Very good. Okay. Nice. Very good. Yes. Um, one for Max and I. All right. 
Monica's steaming because she's so competitive. All right. Yeah. What, I know that, that? what category? You know that one? Of course. Yeah, right. All right. The question was like, you know, uh, I have to go with the easy one because you guys were so confused on the last one. All, All right. right. Monica Lob and Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what category would you like? TV? Let's music, do sports. Movie, sports. sports. Okay. Yeah. Sports. Okay. Um, in what was considered a travesty by most Boston Red Sox fans, when the Red Sox won the World Series in Game 7 of the 2004 World Series, these two actors were prominently apparent on the field. Well, it was Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Yes, Monica Singh. Very good. And I, Very was, good. I was there at that game. You were there? I was there in at In St. Louis? No. no, you weren't. No, when you were on the field at Fenway. Oh, my God. No, no, no. So lucky all, you got it right. First of all, no, they did not. So first of all, they filmed at Fenway as well. I was in law school at the time. Are you talking about the filming of the movie, like, the night yes. when they... Okay, you, you're very confused. I know what you're talking if about. If you'd like me no, to... No, 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 wait. You're talking, we're the, talking about two different things. We are. You're, yes, you sorry. Just, so you just got that... Should I take it back? No, because it's no, a brain... Keep it, keep you got it right by two different thoughts. They did right. shoot at Fenway occasionally. Yes, yes, yes. This was in St. Louis. Right, the, I know, but I was at oh, the game, but they... Oh, for Okay. All right. Great. All right. Okay, take it easy. Whatever. Extra credit if... Who got the ball? Who had the ball the last... I think I should get two points. Out. For Dave's attitude. Doug Mankiewicz. <laughs> Doug Mankiewicz. Layup. All right, Max All right. and Nora, what category would you like? That sounds like a company's name. Uh, let's take sports. Sports. Maybe I should have done Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't yeah. even know my own uh, handwriting here. Um, all right. Uh, Max, I don't know if you know this, but you should. Um, this participant in the Boston Marathon is famer, famous for winning the marathon and then later having her title stripped when it was discovered that she took the tea during the marathon. It was most definitely Rosie Ruiz. Very good. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I, I don't know. You knew. <laughs> How do you not know Billy Squire, but you know Rosie Ruiz? Okay. Back to the, um, the the score, by the way, is Max and Nora 2 and Monica and Willie 1. But it's your turn. So go ahead. Category, please. Go ahead, Willie. Let's do some TV. All right. TV has an Okay. Here we go. I guess we'll start easy. All right. Um, on, this is a uh, question very special to the Boston Podcast. Former guests of the Boston Podcast, Bob Lobel and Mike Dukakis, both made guest appearances on this television show. Come on, you gotta give us a little hint. I don't think I do. <laughs> is it is it a Boston specific television Remember show? Remember what it, I said at the beginning. Is it bigger than a bread box? Of course it's a Boston specific television show. Yes. Cheers. Very good, oh she's so lucky. Ooh, you luck. knew it, right Max? Uh, you didn't know it? Boston, what were you gonna say? <laughs> You're both terrible. I was gonna say Saturday Night Live. Uh, Mike Dukakis uh, had a scene shot in front of what was then the Bull and Finch, um, and he had a, this little uh, dialogue with Norm. Uh, but Bob Bell was on and said had one line. He said, "Sam, the TV is on the fritz." That, there you go. Okay, so you learned something today. All right, so it's the score's tied. Right. You, you could cut the tension with a knife. Max and Nora, you're up. What would you like? Tiebreaker. What do you think? Want to do movies? Sure. Movies. All right, we're on to movies. Okay. Um. In the film Field of Dreams, as Kevin Costner sits in Fenway Park, he sees the name of a ball player on the center field scoreboard. What was the name of that old ball player? 
Moonlight Graham. Very good, Max. Oh my god. Okay. Good. Good. Just more chips. Right. Would, you, would you have gotten that, Monica? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Three to two. And uh, we have to tell. Let's see. This is a uh, maximum six minutes remaining in the game, so let's go. You might Great. have to go to the hurry up offense. What category? Uh, sports, music, TV, what else we have? Uh, and movies. Uh, Let's go to music yeah, again. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes. See, see what's happening yeah, here. Music we're already, worked so well last we're time. Already Do you have anything from the century? Or? No. <laughs> All right. David. Lily was born like like 13 years ago. So All right. This to... this Boston this Boston one of this Boston's band's hits featured the following lyric: People stood in line and didn't seem to mind. You know, everybody knew our name. I got this. Good. I got this. You know, a I Boston band. Dropkick Murphys. For the steel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know it? Boston. That's right, oh, Max. Oh, oh, I don't know. Good. I mean, there was like, there was, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't know. There wasn't even, there, there, there wasn't wow. even a little bit of like, so you know, you didn't even like sing it. You well, just, you went right to the dropkicks. Like, does not everybody go right to the dropkicks? Yeah, but you do, because you don't remember Boston. You, you're familiar with the there, band Boston. There's no drinking My 36-year-old self doesn't more, remember. More than a feeling. Um, yes, great band. Yes, thank you. Great band. Well, they, had, they were a great band until they took that break, they came back, and then they sucked for some reason. And, right. and then Todd Weldon got involved, and everything got I feel like legal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Max and Nora, a commanding 4-2 like to lead. Four and a half minutes. How did she achieve four for that? No, no, just four Total. Four to two. They yep. stole. Listen, I don't make the rules, okay? So here's what we're gonna do. Go we're gonna we're gonna try to help you guys out. Right. Nora does not own a television, and we're gonna pick TV. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very good. All right. Um, okay. I like those odds. Well, uh, okay. I wanna. We need to dig into that a little bit. Beautiful thing. We'll uh, every time this comedian appeared on the television show Saint Elsewhere, he was wearing a Red Sox hat. Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. Boston based hospital show. I have to get some people that actually grew up in this area on the show. It is the Boston podcast. You people are terrible. Or or he's, I mean He's a he's a well known comedian. He he now um he now he's not from Boston, but uh, he now uh, let's see, what does he do now? Oh he's been a he's been a, a game show host, he's been a, a reality show host. He's uh, he still does some stand-up comedy, I think. We're gonna need an answer. Um, gosh, I just I can't. Lenny Clark? Who? Lenny Clark? No. That uh, I mean, at least you named a Boston comedian. Um, but this guy's not from Boston. This guy's not from Boston. So, I'll give you a hint. He has hosted. Um, so uh, Monica and uh, and Willie are gonna try to steal. He hosts a, um, or he's on the, he's on a panel on a some kind of TV talent show, I think. I'm pretty sure. Monica, you said you watched a lot of TV. I have I a feeling you. I didn't say I watched a lot. All right, forget it. You're wait, all wait, 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 Go. Has you got a guess? Oh, I said Howard Mandel, but I don't know. That is correct. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very good. How can, how can they, we, they get a hint that we don't That care. was a big hint. Wait. Well, you guys might Go have Hold on, the microphone just cut out. Is it back? Oh, we're back. We're, and we're back. 
There Hopefully, it is. we We're lost back. the last three minutes. Boy. So, that's sorry about the. You're gonna blow on the tapes of the Atari right now. <laughs> you know what? Just cut the whole thing. There's only two on. minutes left, but Monica and Willie are back in the game. Yeah. Um, we and, are. And it's your. You get we to got pick. cocky, Nora. We oh, really sorry. are. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. pick. Um, I don't know. These are all from like. <laughs> no, I'll. I'll, I'll okay. You pick, want to recommend a category? Yeah, Chef's pick choice. sports. This is from like three sports. boyfriends ago for, for Monica. I mean, are we talking like. Okay. This is three boyfriends ago. Sports. I think. Okay, Monica, you should get. I think you should get this. In in, in two thousand and four, as the Red Sox were charging towards their first title since nineteen eighteen. One year before what, I graduated did, law school. Did you, did you hear Willie Roll's eyes? On, yeah. On the, Willie's a Yankee fan. You know what? I don't care. Willie. You should be happy you're even on this show. I know. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. In the magical two thousand season that was for the Boston Red Sox, one of the popular segments at Fenway Park was on the center field scoreboard. One of the Red Sox players would appear as the rally karaoke guy. And it was footage from this sort of crazy, fun-loving member of the Red Sox when he was a teenager. Who was the rally karaoke guy? You know what? I, some of us were watching the game. Oh my God! You want me to? So, so you were familiar with the starting lineup from 2004, oh, no. the magical yes. season? Yes. I know you. You know this, right, Max? Do you know it? You don't know it. Well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm Manny or Nomar. So he was the was silly. Definitely... Let's, I'll give you a hint. All right, so he. I'm pretty sure he, he uh, what is it called when you have some blonde streaks in your hair? Highlights? He had highlights in his hair. Frosted tips. He, um, he well, didn't, I know this. I he didn't know. start his career with the Red Sox. It wasn't Pavel Bond. He was... Um, or was it? Or was it? Or was it, Monica? And the other hint is... Um, the other hint is there is no hint. Give me an ask. Come on. Come on. He was, he was, he was, the, he was the prankster, the jokester of the team. That was, I mean, that is... Not, Papa was just the idiot of the team. No, actually, Damon was the idiot of the team. Let's, let's call I mean, Pedroia's not really a... All right. Max? Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar is correct. Okay. We've got, uh... All right. So, listen. Last chance. Uh, uh... Max, oh, one more question each. Max, look at me. Max. I'm so sad. <laughs> you remember Kevin Millar, right? Yes, of course I do. Cowboy up? Of course, but I was, right. I was paying attention to the games. No, yeah, right. Speaking out from law school just to watch the game. <laughs> Will over here said Nomar. He got traded in the middle of the season. How magical could that have been? I've got a, t- she, I've got a team member missed her high school prom because of that game. No, Monica is a huge fan. I know that. All right, one more question each. Max, go. You guys still have a you chance over here on the right. Uh, let's look to movies. We're doing Good. That. All right, movies, right. Okay. Um, okay, in in this, um, uh, I don't know, metaphysical thriller slash comedy movie, a uh, key scene is filmed on the campus of Milton Academy, which is my alma mater, by the way. Oh, um, shout out Milton Academy. Where, shout out to Milton Academy. Uh, in this, uh, let's see, 1980s um movie that involved, you know, uh, the occult. It was a comical view of the occult. I'm really glad you wrote these questions in advance. <laughs> there are no written questions. I'm just talking. He's got a bunch of words on that page. He's like, okay, so involving the, the occult. It's sort of the occult. And uh, if I say more, it'll give away the title of the movie, but it involved the occult and the, um, what's, what's a proper word for hell? Like the, Hell. Okay, and hell. And that's, that's something to do with hell. <laughs> we'll hell that. in a cult. So the synonyms for the hell. Devil, the, the devil. This movie. This movie. The worst product. The devil. Um, <laughs> in fact, there was, okay, so this is my last hint. This is I would like to guess. No, no, no. Hold on. No. 
There was a prominent yeah. actor in the role of the devil yes. in this movie. I would like to know. You know it? <laughs> it was uh, Al Pacino. No, um, it could be. He portrayed the devil. But you're he wrong. Did. He, he played. In, and there was uh, a famous scene. There was a famous scene shot on, on the campus of Milton Academy. Max, you don't know. All right, you got it, Mon. 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 He says. He says. Willie says no. I, I was gonna say. Um, was it The Shining? No. Oh my God. You got your decades wrong. You got. Well, that was upstate New York. Was, oh, right, is that where they shot The Shining? No, where yeah. was it? That's right. New Hampshire. Or Maine. If I told you that the movie involved witches, would that help you? Not really. Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> yes, the witches of Eastwick. You get no credit for that. Wow. All right. I feel like these questions. Last question. All right. What? They're slightly hard. Yeah. Which means I'm actually good very impressed. I'm learning a lot. Oh. <laughs> I'm impressed with your question. You didn't let me give you a compliment. Oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> go ahead. I'm kidding. Okay. So, okay. Mon, go ahead. Yes. Last. This is it. Because the, 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 our listening audience is growing tired. Just to be able to make up the deficit, I should this get five is it. points. Next, this, this could be the version of next next hoop wins. We should have to wager. Ne- next hoop wins. Next, wager our points, like in Jeopardy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, do that. that's, that's, that's exciting. Oh, okay. Good that's a great you. idea. Okay, so I like it's... I am the co-producer. So it's, yeah, like so it. it's three to, three to uh, five. Mm-hmm. We're going to go all in. You guys, Max and Nora, you guys have five. You guys have three, Mon and, uh, and Willie. Yeah. Okay, so... Do you, should I have you write down the, the yep. bid or just oh, yeah. we go on our yeah. system? That's I mean, exciting. let's. You want to you write it down? It's getting right. exciting. All right. And you give us both the same. This question. is really good <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> and there's no audio whatsoever, and it's just like. <laughs> at least we got the sound effect of the. T- you guys have a pen? Do you have a pen? No. Max has a pen. Okay. All right. I think the bids are in. Okay, so this is Final Jeopardy. Oh boy, Nora's using some, right. some serious. The category is. There's a financial advisor here. True. The category is. That means we're seven more drinks in. All right. Trying to find something that even you would know, Monica. Oh Mom. my God, <laughs> David, minus ten forever. All right, I'm sorry. I'm only kidding. All right, so this uh, these questions are so good, but I'm trying to find like a fair one. Okay. Um, Do we are we writing them? That would be add. add yeah, you're gonna write it down. If we added, I'll them. add the sound like, effect later, which I shouldn't good. say because okay. Hitting uh, the table over and over and over again. This Massachusetts. Um, Okay, no, I'll, I'll ask it a different way. Governor Paul Salucci appeared on this drama, this television drama of the, I want to say, 80s and 90s. It was a legal drama set in Boston, and Governor Paul Salucci made an appearance on this show. That is the, is the, uh, is the question. Monica's already scribbled something. Okay, cue the Jeopardy music. Guess is as good as attorney. Uh, Legal shows. Legal show. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Dave, make sure to edit this part. Just <laughs> cut it down. Note to self. It's really, yeah, it's really bad. Just shut. All right, Mac, you need a pen, right? I'm gonna edit this down. Don't worry. This is bad. Why not? This is so good. Okay. All right. Oh. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. The answers are... Count that one twice. Hold on. Let me... Too bad we don't have cameras in here. Okay. <laughs> All right, Max here we... and I give each other death face. Here we go. So, um, final Jeopardy here, or final Wicked Smart. Um, and the question was, this Massachusetts governor... Uh, I'm sorry, what did I say? 
I said the so name of the governor, right? Paul I said Salucci governor was Paul, on right. show. Governor Paul Salucci made an appearance on this legal drama of the 80s and 90s. I think it might have been 90s. And okay, no, it was whatever. Okay. That changes things for me, but whatever. All right, so um, open theirs first. Okay, this is we have the answers in. Right, Monica and Willie. Their answer what they is first. Everything. They wagered three points. Uh, well, no, we're supposed to reveal that later. Too late. Law and order. That's incorrect. Uh, and let's see what you wagered. Three. Okay. So. Oh, Willie. I'm sorry. And Max and Nora answered Allie McBeal. Also wrong. And um, they wagered two. So uh, Max and Nora, you're the winners. Congratulations. David, you were the one that was the answer. What was Dylan McDermott, anyone? Mm, what was oh, that? Yeah. He's hot. What was that? The practice. The, the practice. practice. That's oh, right. He's okay. so cute too. So uh, probably not anymore. Well, you know, we thank you for playing Wicked Smart, and really, I want to thank the listeners. I was cute back then too. All right. We were like history last year.